Welcome, friends. You are listening to the Mind Body Alchemy podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Miramontes. This is where intuition meets education in the realms of spirituality, fitness, mindset, and more, all to create lasting change. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Can we talk about boring and unsexy habits today? Habits are the foundation of change. I know, yawn, but hear me out. When it comes to any achievement or goal, it's what you do consistently that shows results, not what you do with intensity. Now, as it pertains to your fitness goals or your physique goals, I could give you a meal plan, some calories to follow, I could manipulate your macros. You could count them. We could remove them. But the reality is, there are all these dieting strategies. And the truth is that they have a proven track record of basically shit. The reason these diets fail is not because calories don't matter or because you don't want it bad enough, or that from a strictly doing perspective that they don't work. They often do work. It's just that for the majority of people, they're not only unnecessary, but they're unsustainable as well. In my experience, people like to go all in, they dive in, And then life happens and things just get messed up. And when we live in that black or white mentality, that perfection or flawed mentality, then we end up quitting. It's too many rules at once. It's too much change at one time. If you can't sustain a set of rigid rules, then you don't just adjust your perspective. You quit when you have that mentality. You flop. You rebel against them even. It reminds me of the story about the flat tire phenomenon when they talk about, and I don't know who to credit for this story actually, but um, if you get a flat tire and you pull off to the side of the road, you don't just go slash your other three tires because you popped one. It's the same thing when it comes to your habits and your behaviors. Just because you missed one day or you messed up one time, You don't just throw the whole thing out and quit, but rather you just make a repair. And that doesn't mean you have to compensate for anything, but you just fix it and move on. You just keep going. You figure out your next best step so that you can continue on to the destination. Of course, that's not exactly how the analogy goes. You can Google it. I'm sure it'll pop up, but you get the idea. When you dive in, everything feels exciting and new, but eventually that honeymoon phase wears off. Something comes up, life happens. Maybe you get an emotional trigger that comes up and sends you over the edge. Your diet is never going to have your back. The reason they seem like such a good idea is because they give you that illusion of control. But the reality is, diets are anything but control. 
you're relying on something completely outside of you and you're relying on everything to go perfectly as planned. And if it doesn't, there is no backup. It's either you're on and you're perfect or you're off and you failed. That doesn't feel good. And it doesn't really make for a lasting change. Diets teach you external strategies when an inside-out approach is the only way this truly works long-term. So while these tools might have some merit as part of your journey, they're backup dancers. They can't be the shining star. So while it might be okay for you to have some awareness around what macronutrients are or what portions should look like or how to count calories, those are all great tools of awareness. There's something that you could possibly add in at different phases and learn from, but they can't be relied upon as a strategy to live the rest of your life because life isn't like that. Life is not Excel sheets and calculators and, you know, apps that you track every bite and looking at menus before you go to restaurants so that you can find something that's acceptable instead of something that's enjoyable for you. So what do we do instead? What now? Habits. James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, highly recommend that book, says, it's only when you look back two, five, or perhaps 10 years later that the value of good habits and the cost of bad ones become strikingly apparent. Think about that for just a minute. What have you done for years and years and years? What result has come from those behaviors? What's been the outcome? Now I know you're gonna count back the years and start looking at what could have been. If you would have just started sooner or done something different, stop it. Let's move forward to what will be. You just have to take that first step. I learned a lot from my decades of dieting. I learned what not to do, and I picked up some good things along the way as well. This is what happens when you finally detach from dieting and you start building your foundation of habits. These little things that you work on day in and day out start making a difference over time. What feels hard in the beginning eventually becomes a new normal. It becomes part of who you are. We need to look at what habits we have currently that are helping, then build on them. And also the ones that are taking us away from our goals so that we can shift them. I'll give you an example. Perhaps you want to stop feeling stressed out in the morning when you first wake up. You might have the habit of getting a good night's sleep. You go to bed at 9 p.m., you wake up at 6, that's great. But you still feel agitated when you get up in the morning. What is something you can add to the good habit of your sleep schedule that would help you feel less stressed in the morning? Maybe it's something like going over your schedule the night before so you don't wake up feeling unorganized, so that you have a plan for the day. Maybe you can commit to five minutes of deep breathing before your feet hit the floor or some meditation. Maybe it's 
committing to listening to music that makes you happy and gets you energized for the day before you ever do anything else. This is called habit stacking, taking a habit that you already are kicking ass at and then adding another layer of difficulty to it. So the idea here is not to put a bunch of new behaviors in place to the point where you break, but rather just stacking something on top of something you already do well that will help take you to your edges, but not over them. It'll help stretch you so that you have some growth, but not exhaust you and wear you out so that you end up quitting. I hope that's landing for you. This is just about adding a small layer of difficulty to something that's already going well. You can see how that feels less confronting and how maybe your mind will not come up with all these excuses and reasons why you can't do that five minutes of deep breathing versus you saying, you know what, I'm just going to become a meditator in the mornings and I'm going to do 30 minutes every day. Your brain's just like, I don't have 30 minutes and that sounds ridiculous and my day is already scheduled and this story starts to come up. But if you just say, you know what, I'm just going to attach five minutes before my feet ever hit the ground. I'm going to do this for five minutes and I'm just really going to center myself and give myself that time. That feels much different. And it doesn't have to be that habit, right? That's just an example. But if you take that example and you start to examine what needs improvement for you, perhaps you can come up with some ideas on how to stack habits so that you can start finding solutions to the things that make you feel like you need to improve. Now let's take a look at what isn't helping you. Are you checking your email before you get up in the mornings? Are you in bed scrolling first thing in the morning before you ever do anything to take care of yourself? Do you immediately go to social media and start comparing your body or your money or your, you know, reality to somebody else's highlight reel? I want you to make a deal with yourself then that you won't pick it up until you've done whatever habit you're working on. Over time, as you find the new habit feels good, that is when it starts to become your new normal. Your mornings feel better and you don't have to read any more of those morning routine productivity books. It's a win. Your brain no longer puts up that fight and you have created a simple solution to something that has plagued you and frustrated you and started your day off wrong for years. Sometimes it just takes a little out-of-the-box thinking and not focusing on what's wrong, but rather focusing on what you're doing right and figuring out how you can do more of that, how you can make that a little bit better, a little bit stronger. That's how habits stick. If it feels too confronting all the time, those habits aren't going to take you anywhere because you're always fighting against yourself. When it comes to a body transformation, we need to focus on our big rocks before we ever think about the little details. The big rocks are being committed to regular exercise, paying attention to the quality and quantity of food we eat, avoiding deprivation behaviors, which dieting almost always brings to the table, ensuring that we are bringing pleasure to the process, learning to be emotionally resilient, and prioritizing our self-care. 
These big rocks are what keeps us not only seeing success, but they ensure that we maintain it because we are taking care of ourselves from an inside out perspective. It's something that feels good. And so your body wants more of what feels good. You maintain these habits because these habits make up who you are and they honor your personal values. If it's something that you always have to fight for, something that you're always struggling to do, eventually those habits are going to drop off, especially if your life shows up and adds any layers of difficulty, like maybe um, a child going to college or a vacation or holidays or people coming to visit or a family reunion or a high school reunion. Something is going to come up eventually and often that is going to throw you off your game. And when that happens, the first thing that is going to break are your tender new habits, your tender new behaviors that you're trying to cultivate. So you really want to make sure that the ones that you choose are easy enough that they will stick through the tough times. Now, I'm not saying that you have to baby yourself here, that you are not capable of taking on big projects or, um, or not capable of doing hard things. The opposite is actually true. You are capable of doing hard things. You can show up that is where growth happens, is where we are uncomfortable. But you want to be uncomfortable, not suffering. Especially when it comes to something as fundamental to your happiness and survival as what you put in your mouth and in your body. You definitely don't want to suffer for your food. Whether or not you can fit a perfectly measured portion of ice cream into a set of numbers for the day. It does nothing to teach you how to be in your body. It doesn't teach you how to tune into your body's signals. And it certainly doesn't bring you as much pleasure as just choosing to eat something that is delicious and eating it without thinking, does this fit into my calories? Am I supposed to have a half a cup or three quarters of a cup? Should I have all of this... On top of it, should I choose topping? Should I not choose topping? Should I have chosen the lower calorie ice cream? All the mental chaos that happens when you get that diet brain takes all the joy out of the experience of just eating the freaking ice cream. Habits take you from rigid rules to an endless array of options for solving your problems. If you eat too much at dinner every night, for example, Make eating slowly a habit and take a pause before going back for seconds. If you sit too much during the day, make it a habit to bookmark your day with five to 10 minute walks, something simple. If you find yourself struggling with energy, make it a habit to add a few servings of fruits and vegetables to your meals every day. When you don't lock yourself into a set of rules that somebody else created, a box for everyone else to fit in, then you have the freedom to find solutions to your own hangups, your own problems, and build a structure around solving them. There's no sense in solving a problem that you didn't have in the first place. And so as you put these habits into practice, you learn about yourself. You observe in your own behaviors what helps and what harms. The start of a habit isn't set in stone either. It's a journey. But once you've decided on keeping it, it will always have your back. 
It won't matter if you're stressed, on vacation, out shopping, at work, with your girlfriends, whatever. Your habit is going to come with you because they don't bring, your habits don't bring drama along for the ride. They're just part of who you are. It's just something that you do. Just like brushing your teeth, right? Brushing your teeth doesn't disrupt your vacation. It's just something that you do for your own well-being. You might be tired and not feel like doing it, but in general, it's not that disruptive. It's a small thing that you've done for years and years and years. And so there's no mental drama around it. It's just go brush your teeth, right? And that's what our health promoting behaviors need to look like. They need to be things that add to instead of take away from our well-being, our health, and our happiness. I want to leave you with kind of a warning and a final thought. Be sure that as you develop a new habit, you only choose one at a time. Your success rate goes way up. If you add a second one before the first one is pretty solid, then you'll likely end up keeping neither. So, um, so just make sure that you're taking it one step at a time. And I know that you're going to say, Steph, that sounds ridiculous. It's too slow. You just said I could do hard things. It seems like the slow road to make one change at a time and build on that. However, how many years have you been trying to solve this problem? How many diets have you gone on? How many programs have you signed up for? What have you done in order to try and fix this? And how long has it taken you? Working on one new habit every two to four weeks or so eventually is going to make some big shifts in your life. In like I said earlier, two, five, ten years, you're going to see a major change rather than yo-yo dieting for the next decade or two or three in a lot of cases, even more and ending up frustrated. The slow road, my friend, is the shortcut. This I promise. This is another reason why diets just don't stick. They ask too much of you too soon. While it may seem like no big deal on paper, your brain is just not a fan and it will gladly help you sabotage yourself. Ask me how I know. Your track record of quick fix transformations and changing your whole life overnight is probably pretty poor. I would guess if you're listening to this podcast, you've tried a thing or two and it's just not stuck for you. So I just really want to encourage you to try to be brave and commit to something different. Commit to doing less, more consistently. Commit to going hard on one thing at a time instead of half-assing everything all at once. And lastly, another gem from James Clear's Atomic Habits, never miss twice. The first mistake is never the one that ruins you. It's the spiral of repeated mistakes that follows. Missing once is an accident. Missing twice is the start of a new habit. I hope that you got something out of this today. That is it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this, 
please share it with your friends, screenshot it, put it on your social media pages, tag me at soulcenteredfitness.co on Instagram. I would love to come and say hi. If you need some extra support, come and hang out in my Facebook group. It's the SCF, SCF stands for Soul Centered Fitness Collective on Facebook. It's a great place to hang out. I would love to have you there. As always, leave me a rating and review. It helps me get more ears on my podcast so I can help more people. And I hope you have an awesome week. Bye.